Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast, not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, nah. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation, stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast, hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your new edition of Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Blog Podcast. You know me, your host, down there, the Playmaker Silence, out here on this nice, lovely day in Jacksonville, Florida. Blue skies, white clouds. It's a good day to be a Rams fan. It's a good week to be a Rams fan. As if y'all have not noticed, we defeated the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. We're looking to to a great defensive performance. And Johnny Hecker, who did something amazing on Monday Night Football to get the Los Angeles Rams a 5-2. But we also got to look ahead to Week 8. As the final game before the bye week next week, we take another East Coast trip down to South Beach to take on Miami. This game got a little bit more important 
if you haven't been paying attention in the past two weeks and I'll get to why so without further ado let's go ahead and let's talk about what took place on Monday Night Football it was the 5-1 Chicago Bears coming over to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams who were 4-2 at the time didn't know how the game was going to go Bears is always one of the teams we struggle with because they have a defense and then you're talking about Nick Foles is at the ham, Nick Foles the quarterback. We have we struggle against Nick Foles as well. So we kind of didn't know what this game was going to. But I said last week, it was a must win for the Rams. The Rams needed to beat Chicago to keep in pace of what happened. Because if, you, if most of us watch Sunday Night Football, we saw what Arizona came back and beat the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, Seattle, they first lost. So we're looking at Seattle at 5-1. Arizona at five and two. We have to beat Chicago. We have to be five and two along with the Arizona Cardinals. And plus, San Fran ain't too far behind because they destroyed New England up in New England. Jimmy Garoppolo went back home and did what he needed to do. So they at four and three. So it leads us to the Monday Night Football game. Man, love how we started off. Started off playing with good offensive play calling by Sean McVay in that offense. Jared Goss was. Throwing the ball, Henderson and Brown was running the ball. We was getting down the field. Still got to work on finishing drives, nonetheless. But I like how we started. Defense did their thing throughout the game. I mean, four sacks on Nick Foles, two interceptions. Defense played lights out. I love what they did on defense. Matter of fact, they only gave up three points. The final score was Chicago 10, Los Angeles Rams 24. The seven points for Chicago in that 10 was a Robert Woods fumble taken back for a touchdown by Eddie Jackson. So the Chicago defense do what they always does, score more points than their offense. That's why you that's why we when we come into this game looking at Chicago, how we gonna look on offense because that defense is something that's something to deal with. But our defense stepped up, only gave up three points. Got two turnovers, sat foes four times. And down to finally got the net foes. He shelled the sack. I think he shelled it with, I think it was Morgan Fox. The him and Morgan Fox shelled the sack with on net foes. That was one of the four sacks. So, you know, Taylor Rapp got an interception. Jaden Ramsey got an interception. The only downside to the defense is that, you know, Terrell Burris. Broke his ankle. So our rookie safety that we drafted from Utah, he would not be returning this season. That's the only downside to what happened. Other than that, defense played a great game. Back to the offense, Jared Goff. 20 for 23, 219, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's good. Henderson, 15 carries, 64 yards, two catches, 13 yards. Played well. Brown, 10 carries, 57 yards, a touchdown. Played good. Reynolds led the receiving core in this one with four catches, 52 yards, a touchdown. Eric had four catches, 20 yards, and the other touchdown from golf. Johnny Munton, our third string tight end, because Tyler Higby was out. He had to, he got more playing time. Three catches, 47 yards, feeling good. Feeling real good. Did the game plan very well. Salon had a field goal block. You know, that's a good continuing thing for some for Sam Sloan Sloman so I say I'm gonna get to him in a bit 
because we got some news on that one that if y'all haven't heard of already that I'm glad to let y'all know they gave a stat on deep when the Rams defense was on the field throughout the second half this season of games the Rams defense that gave up 33 points together in the second half of games that's an average we have played seven games that is an average of 4.71 points allowed in the second half by this defense. Meaning you you getting a field goal at the most against this defense in the second half, which is ridiculous. Four points, maybe five in the second half of games? So that means, so that includes that comeback that we did against Buffalo, even though we fell short. The comeback against San Fran in the second half, even though we fell short. This defense is keeping us in the game. So if you if you don't jump out on us in the first half, but be prepared to get beat because in the second half the defense slots it down. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, Kaiser plays well at times. You got uh, Williams played well. Hill's playing good. Rap who got an interception on Nick Foles on Monday night. He's he's stepping back up. This defense, Leonard Ford, who played his former team in Chicago, he got a sack. Maybe two. One, I know he got a sack. They, these boys are stepping up on defense in the second half. That's what I love. Brandon Stanley, you, whatever you're doing, you keep doing it. Because at least in the second half, we know our defense is going to lock it down in the second half. We know second half come, it's time to lock it down. That means the offense, Sean McVay, the only problem I have with the offense and Sean McVay at this moment in time right now, the only problem, and I know most of y'all can agree with me, we gotta finish. We gotta. We are up. We are up. What? Twenty-four to three at the time. Finish. Put them away. Score. Make it thirty-one to three and take the air out of the other team. Let them look at the clock. It's the fourth quarter. They just go. It's thirty-one to three. Take the rest of the air out of them. Cause when Robert Woods fumbled and Eddie Jackson scored. It's early in the fourth quarter. As all of a sudden, it's 24 to 10 now. There's some life there. It's some life there. Defense got a turnover. Defense made them punt. Defense, defense, defense. So the next step for the Rams, Sean McVay, is the offense. It's not getting it, you have to get to the hot get off to the hot start. We we need that. Because these slow starts, because the slow start against Buffalo and the and the slow start against San Fran, it's the, our two losses is what cost us. Because the defense didn't give up much in the second half. And we made a comeback. We just didn't finish it. That's the other thing. Finish them off on offense. When you got a team put away, put the final nail in the coffin. Give them no hope of a chance. Chicago thought they had a chance. Because they had a fumble return for a touchdown. And it was still like 10 minutes left. And it's all, and then all of a sudden it's 24 to 10. You only down two possessions. You get a start, get the ball back at the dog. Move the ball down the field, score again. Before you know it, it's a one point, it's a one score game. Finish them off. When you have a team on the ropes, punch they lights out. That's what you have to do. Punch they lights out. Don't wait, don't get conservative. Uh, we got a lead, defense playing well. No. Put the final blow to them and give the defense more of a reason to say, just go ahead and finish them off. They have no reason to believe now. Let's go ahead and just. Put them out of their misery. But the offense has to put them out. 
when you had the opportunity, put another touchdown on the board and let and let the air just come out of there. So the defense, so the defense life is easy. It's like, oh, you we know y'all ain't coming back, so y'all can throw short. We gonna stop it. You can throw short. We gonna stop it. And if you try to throw long, we gonna pick it. That's what you got to do on offense. That's what I need my offense and Sean McVay to do going forward. When the team is down and out, make sure they're down and out. Now, let's get to Johnny Hecker, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Hecker, what a performance on Monday night. Oh, my God. I cannot continue on talking if I don't bring on Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker punted five times. Five times. Five times. Let me get my boogie to you on. Five times. Five times. Five times. Five times. Johnny Hacker punted five times. And guess what? All five of them was inside the 20 yard line. I'm going to say that again. All five of his punts inside the 20 yard line. Better yet, let me go a step further. All five of his punts were either at the 10 or inside the 10. Johnny Hacker pinned Nick Foles in that Bears offense deep in a territory. Each and every time, including a 63-yard punt that, if I remember correctly, went out around about the five-yard line. I was down around about the five-yard line. Johnny Hecker. Sean McVay said on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt that a game, a game ball usually don't go to Johnny, go to a punter. That one went to a punter because Johnny Hecker did his job and he did it graciously. He did it. Magnificently, he did it wonderfully. He did a tremendous job on Monday night. A complete effort all around. The offense did their thing. They put up 24 points. Defense gave up only three points. Special team Johnny Hecker pinned them 10 from the 10 yard line on back on all his punts. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what you do. That's how you win football games. When all three phases are clicking on the same harmony, that's what you want. That's what you want. Now, speaking of kickers and special teams, Salon got his field goal blocked on Monday night after the game, uh, during the week, after I have been benches for the past two days. We have cut Samuel Salon, and now Cal Fullback takes over as our kicker. I'm sorry. Sean McVay made the right choice here. I guess that's to back it up. Salon was 8 for 11 on field goals this season. That is 27 in the NFL. He was 18 for 21 on PATs. 31st in the league. Dude, you're in the bottom half of the league. You're in the bottom quarter of the league. In both field goals and PATs. You kick too low, man. And that's how Chicago blocked your kick. You kick too low. They know you kick low. So they know they don't even have to jump. They just put their hands up and it's gonna block, you're gonna get blocked. Hopefully, Kyle Fullbell, who's been out of the NFL for a while, worked on his kicking. He kicked he, he does some kicking around in the league. Hopefully he worked on his kicking and where he's ready to step into this role and be our place kicker now. Cause I need, we need better. We need when it's time for us to kick field goals. We need, we need for, we need to feel comfortable about kicking field goals, not having to go for it because we don't, feel, we don't have the confidence in our field goal kicker. 
because most of the time we don't need to go for it on fourth down. We just need to kick a field goal, get the three points, and just move on. We have a defense. Our defense is playing well. Our defense is ranked twelfth in the NFL right now. Our offense is ranked fifth in the NFL right now. Get that special, get that field goal kicker right. Makes it even a little more dang, dangerous for us. So that's what that's what John McVay was going through. And that's what we did. So careful about is our now our new kicker. Now with that being said, let's move on because week eight. Week eight, the last game before our bye week, ladies and gentlemen. And we taking another East Coast trip. We're going to South Beach. Going down to sunny Miami. Which makes this game very important. Not only is the Miami Dolphins three and three, and in second place in the ALC East, they bitch Ryan Fitzpatrick for Tua Tungavalola. If y'all didn't hear that news two weeks ago, after they defeated the Jets twenty-four nothing, and Tua made his NFL debut in mop-up duty, yes, they had a bye week last week. It was on the bye. So they gave two or two weeks to prepare for the Los Angeles Rams. Tua coming off multiple injuries. He had what a concussion, something with his nose. They hit the main thing was the hip thing. That was the main thing. The hip was the main thing. I think it was dislocated hip. Good to see him eat that he recovered. Grad very glad to see him that he recovered. I liked him in Alabama. Great quarterback. He has the arm. He has the talent. But now, this ain't Alabama tour. This is the NFL. And your first opponent that you will get to see as the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins is Mr. Defensive Player of the Year himself. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Might be a third-time Defensive Player of the Year, the way he's on the road right now. Mr. Aaron Donald, 99 for the Los Angeles Rams. By the way, just in case y'all do have a game plan, because what everybody does is double and triple between Aaron and Donald, level four, please come off that edge. Con- not only contain Tool, but make sure Tool gets on the ground. And if that doesn't, and if that happens and you try to scramble, Michael Brockers, go ahead and do your other, do your part on the other inside side on Aaron Donald, and make sure Tool don't get, don't get up the middle, you okay? Kaiser, my linebackers, if y'all got a spy, spy him. Don't, don't follow the eyes. Follow the hips. Don't follow the eyes. Follow the hips. The hips will lead you to the runner every time. Ramsey. Now, a couple of times in the Monday night game, you beat on some passes. Only problem was the D-line got the Nick Foles first, so he overthrew, uh, he overthrew his receivers. You can't do that against Tua. Tua will, will find a way. Tua is a mobile quarterback. You will get out that pocket, and you try to bite. And you get beat by Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker will be scoring the touchdown. So, Jalen Ramsey, I need you to lock down Devontae Parker. No biting on double moves, no nothing. Because you know they're looking at that tape. they watching that tape on Monday night, and they seeing that you bit twice on some double moves. And they're going to use that against you. Don't bite. Pay Devontae Parker straight up. Because guess what? This is two of first starting in the NFL. He's going to realize how fast this game's going to go. And he's going to realize Aaron Donald coming to get him. Leonard Ford coming to get him. Michael Barker's coming to get him. Morgan Fox coming to get him. Take your time. Be patient. Your pick will come. And yes, I am predicting a Jalen Ramsey pick on Sunday. 
Darius Williams, continue doing what you're doing, sir. You're playing good. Continue to play good. Hand, hand, handle that safety that safety spot along with John Johnson. Y'all boys, make sure these Miami receivers don't get deep. Make sure that tight end Gaskin don't get deep, okay? I ain't the run look, the run defense. You do do y'all know where we ranking in rushing okay, rushing yards allowed? Dude, we are good. Now, it's just don't don't come in here confident because it's a rookie we're going against. Tool is a dual threat quarterback. We already seen Joe Burrow, a dual threat quarterback. He can throw, he, he can run. He's playing well for Cincinnati. It's just the team is not that good. Justin Herbert, dual threat quarterback. He can run too, and he can sling it. He's doing good. The Chargers, that's the Chargers. That's, that's the, I'm, what else you want me to say? Now it's Tua's turn. Tua is a dual threat quarterback. He's going he gonna to have his moments. He's going to make some plays. But we have to limit them. We ain't going to stop him. We ain't going to shut him down. Just limit him because we got the offense. Miami got a defense too. Miami defense ranked eighth in, eighth in, the, eighth in the NFL. They ranked eighth. They got a defense too. But, but, they ain't see an offense like this. Yeah, they did what they did to San Francisco. We know that 43 to 16 beating that they gave the 49ers in, in San Fran. But Jimmy Garoppolo was just coming back. Uh, Raheem Moore was just coming back. Debo Sam was just coming back. We ain't, we ain't been injured like this. Yes, we lost Burgess for the year. By the way, give it up to Terrell Lewis. On oh, that fourth and one play that he made on Cordero Patterson. That's what I'm talking about. Terrell Lewis. Oh, he know about Tua. They played together. They know each other. Terrell Lewis. Go ahead and help your boy. Welcome him to the NFL the proper way for us. Please, Terrell Lewis. We've been waiting to see you play. And don't worry. Don't worry. Alshon Robinson, he's almost he, he's almost ready to play. It's going to be after the bye week. We can wait. But Alshon Robinson, he'll be in the lineup after the bye week. Trust me, this defense ain't, ain't near close to being fulfilled yet. And we already ranked in the top 12. Oh, wait till the, wait till after the bye week. After the bye week, we coming. And by the way, speaking of after the bye week, we have the toughest schedule remaining, including this game with the Miami Dolphins. We got them. We have the Seahawks twice. We have the Cardinals twice. We have New England on a Thursday night. We have Temple on a Monday night. We got San Fran again, and we got the Jets. You can take the Jets out of there, and we still got the toughest remaining schedule left. So don't worry. The second half of the season is going to show what we are really made of. But right now, at this moment in time, let's go work them to and tiger the lower to the NFL in the, in the most proper way that we can do how. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Terrell Lewis, Sebastian Day, Joseph, Joseph Sebastian Day. Let's go ahead and let's get this done, fellas. Let's get it done. Ram Nation, let's go. Whew. It feels good when you when you get to record after a win. It just feels good to record after a win. But with that being said, you know Tyler O, he's got your he got your Ram Fantasy talk for this matchup with the Miami Dolphins. So stick tuned to that and we're gonna get ready to close it out. Go ahead, Tyler. 
Welcome to week eight of Rams Fantasy Talk. I'll be your host, Tyler Oginski. As always, this will be a quick one. We are about to hit week eight halfway through the fantasy season, and by now, some things are abundantly clear. For example, how the Rams intend on winning football games. They are the NFL's best rushing offense, ranking number one in DVOA, and this is no longer a three-headed monster. It's still a running back by committee, but it's very clear that Henderson is the lead by just a little bit, and he's being spelled consistently by Malcolm Brown. Akers just isn't seeing the field. He's more of an insurance, a handcuff, what have you. I still would roster Akers, but he's by no means so startable whatsoever. This is a Henderson-Malcolm Brown split. While the split is clear, Henderson is still seeing the majority of the goal line touches, contrary to what you might think after watching Monday Night Football. We are treating Henderson as an every week RB2 and Malcolm as a very weak flex play. Malcolm Brown should only be started if you're in a serious pinch due to injury or bye weeks. You still probably have him on your bench as a depth piece if something happens to Henderson. But at the same time, I'm not confident starting Malcolm Brown at any point in time. However, I am confident starting Henderson up going forward every single week. Myself, like many other people, do find this Henderson usage a bit frustrating as seen on Monday by most of the nation. Henderson is a very electric runner. In fact, he is currently PFF's highest graded running back on the year. Obviously, PFF got to be taken with a grain of salt. It's not the end-all be-all, but this is definitely a positive for Henderson and your fantasy teams. He's a great runner and he's flashed. I really like what I've seen out of him thus far. And fun fact, Henderson has gone for a first down or a touchdown on 35% of his rush attempts this year. Again, taken with a grain of salt because he isn't given a full workload, but it tells me two things. One, they're using him on the goal line. I've talked about that. And two, they use him in important situations when they need first downs. Henderson is their go-to back. They just don't want to use him too much. Frustrating for fantasy, but I can understand from McVay's point of view. You don't want to use him the entire time. Malcolm Brown's capable. Either way, Henderson is the guy. I would feel especially confident firing up Henderson this week. They're playing the Dolphins. Not only are the Rams a three and a half point away favorite, the Dolphins are a pretty strong pass defense this year. These aren't the Dolphins of old. This is arguably a top 16 team. However, the Dolphins... While they're strong against the pass, they're not very strong against the run. They're 23rd DVOA against the run so far this year. So as you might have guessed, this sets up well for the run-heavy Rams. The Rams should have their way with the Dolphins' defense, running the ball. I'd like to think it goes through Henderson, but again, we're not entirely sure. But just start Henderson. It's that easy. Shifting gears a bit, as I mentioned, the Rams are running football team multiple times and away favorites and playing a tough pass defense. This doesn't necessarily bode well for Cup and Woods. You start them, but the Rams are running football team, as I've said a million times, and they're also not really throwing the deep ball at all. They're averaging 7.3 yards per pass attempt. That is quite shallow. The Rams play a strong defense, keep the ball on the ground, play the short passing game. This does not lend itself well for Goff, Woods, or Cup. PPR leagues, I wouldn't worry too much about Cup or Woods, but you have to be concerned about their upside at this point. They're both low-ceiling wide receiver twos going forward. In fact, if one of them does pop off a long QD, I would consider trying to trade them away. Those 16-plus fantasy weeks from Cups and Woods are going to be few and far between. The floor, however, is fine. They're not going to kill you when you start them every week, but I would not expect those big boom weeks like we've seen in the past. 
This is, again, a running football team, short passes, not a lot of wide receiver one weeks in the future for Cup or Woods going forward. No need to reiterate what I've already said, but this is not a game you want to start golf in any single QB leagues. In fact, if for some reason you have golf in a single QB league, I would much rather start Derek Carr or Jimmy G over golf this week. Sincere apologies. This is the first podcast you're hearing as I've been pounding the table to trade away Tyler Higby for the past three weeks. You likely can't get anything for him at this point, and it's no secret Gerald Everett is back. Higby's blocking, and the Rams are just not a passing team. None of this really works out well for Tyler Higby. They're not using Higby on third downs. They're not using him in two-minute situations. Gerald Everett's getting enough of the pie where Higby just isn't a fantasy player, to be completely honest with you. Higby, I don't see him as a top 18 tight end. And that's the sad truth of it. I would cut my losses. If you can't trade Higby, I would rather have Logan Thomas, Eric Ebron, Mike Gusecki, or Robert Tanyan going forward. Higby is not a reliable fantasy football tight end. Obviously, the Rams defense special teams is a strong play. The Dolphins, you know, Tua's first start. I love Tua, but this is a pretty terrible first start for Tua against a very strong Rams defense, especially a Rams defense that has been great in limiting the pass. There you have it. That is week eight of Rams Fantasy Talk. Follow me on Twitter at FFTylero. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. All right, Tyler, thank you for that. Catch Tyler O for your rest of your fantasy talk. Week eight, he got you covered. He's giving out good information. Catch him. Fire on high podcast on all podcast platform. Check it out. Make sure you do that. With that being said, yo. We five and two. Let's get to six and two before we get to this bye week. And thankfully, the bye week is on the week of my birthday, so I'm going to enjoy in my birthday whether I have to watch the Rams play because I need the week off. I want to take the week off. No, I'm still going to recap Miami game, but I ain't going to look forward to no other game until it's week nine. So enjoy that. I get with y'all next week to recap what took place in Miami. And we might do a little preview of the entire second half to get us ready for what's coming up when we get ready to take on the Seattle Seahawks for the first time this season. So with that being said, you know me, Darnell the Playmaker Silent from Jacksonville, Florida. Signing off on Remnant Talk to next week. Deuces.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.